Thank you for joining us on our Family First Life Tri-State Serve the People podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, spending your time to develop and grow with us. Follow us, please, on all our social media platforms at Family First Life Tri-State or FFL Tri-State. We love you. Keep listening. And I hope this information is serving you across the country. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on our training day podcast. I got my man Tyler May out of Richmond, Virginia, who it was such a pleasure to see him in the New Jersey sales conference. I saw you present, Tyler, for the first time. You killed it. And uh, it's good to have you here today, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm excited. Just so excited about what this business has done this last year since I came in and what this next year looks like. No doubt. Now, FFL Bridge, Senior Sales Manager, this month going to be the Vice President of FFL Bridge. So growing an agency, moving through levels month after month. Talk to us a little bit about your 12-month journey. I know it's had some twists, some turns, but now cemented firmly in, in, in moving this thing up the, up the charts. So just kind of reflect and then let's talk about what you're doing now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the quick version is I came in super part-time. That was the plan last spring. Uh, my buddy Joe, I've talked about it on a different podcast. My buddy Joe got me in the door and I said, look, I'll, you know, if I can help five, maybe 10 families a month, make a little extra money and that'll be great while I was running my other businesses. And man, I caught the fever real quick. Like when I came in, I got the FFL bug. Like I was like, I want to be, this is something special. Like I want to be, I got to be all in on this. Right. Mm -hmm. So I went all in last May. Um, started going out there protecting 30, 40 families a month because that's what every, you know that's what everybody said I'm yes, supposed sir. to be doing right. So <laughs> I went out and did it, and uh, and that part was was really exciting. I love the feeling. I remember multiple times calling my wife, being like, "Man, I, I can't believe they're paying us to do this." I would have helped that. <laughs> I would have I would have helped that person for free. <laughs> like I loved it, right? But I started <laughs> I started thinking I started thinking, man, if I could help, like some of these guys going out there helping 100 families a month like can i do that huh. and so i was i was ramping up mark like my plan i was like all right i'm gonna be that guy i'm gonna do that and then it occurred to me if i actually bring people into this business and help them just learn to do even half of what i was doing up to that point in those first five six months then i'm gonna be helping at least 100 families a month if i do that right Right. And it's not me running around in the field. And it's more sustainable because now I'm helping other people help families, which is helping their family, not just mine. Right. And uh, that's the gift that just keeps on giving and it, and it ripples forever. Right. And so, yeah, once that clicked, I started uh, recruiting. I started reaching out to my warm market and brought in a couple people. And um, I started reaching out to cold market and brought in a couple agents. And I think one thing that I was doing, I was bringing people in and I was going out and I was writing, but I wasn't really helping to develop people to be leaders. I was develop people, developing people to be writers, mm. but I realized like all the funnel, all roads kind of still led to me. Mm. And I definitely don't have the ego. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I have <laughs> ego and I have to fight all the time, but I don't have the ego where I wanted to micromanage the entire business and have everything come to me. Right. So you talked about twists and turns. Hmm. It was around holiday season, right? It was right after the new year where it clicked. 
And I was like, you know, going out and writing this business every month. And, and I got, you know, people on the team that were writing some business every month. It really started to click that it's not just about developing agents. It's developing managers, leaders mm. that can help me develop more agents. Nice. So that's going to free me up to be able to do more things that are, that are focused on growing the business and helping yeah. more families. Right. And that's where it clicked for me. That started in January. I remember calling Joe. I was like, bro, here's my, here's what I'm going to tell you. You know, up to that point, we had helped 40, 50 families in a month issued, uh, you know, and I said, man, I, by March, I'm going to have three managers and I'm going to help a hundred families a month in March. This was in January. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to do it. But in order to do that, I'm going to personally be helping less families. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to drop my production to about 20 families a month, but I'm going to work twice as hard. Hmm. And all that extra work I'm doing, all that time I'm spending is going to be helping develop people who can go out and develop people. And that journey started middle of January. Um, we're at conference in February. Sean says over and over, hey, get in an office. You'll double your business. You'll double your production. Get in office. Right. And I've said it over and over, and I still mean it. I'm not sure why that's why that's the case. I don't know exactly <laughs> what the magic is. Like I have four walls that I was working out of before, like everybody does, but something right. about these four walls. Right. And the, the chemistry and the energy and synergy and all those things that come into all of us coming in here together. So I, I went out and got an office right after convention. Um, we, we moved into it during the month of March. Hmm. And we that was it, man. We, we hit our goal. Uh, we helped 103 families the month of March. And that's where it really started clicking. I was wow. like, all right, now we got something. Now we got something special. And that's what we've been you know developing ever since then. That's awesome, man. That's fantastic. I was just doing a. Um, I was just talking to um, Brian Mendenhall about the synergy of an office and the importance of an office and how it changes the atmosphere because it it's a real business at that point. You have real responsibility. The the the, the, the that shelf costs money. You know, the microphone costs money. The chair that you're sitting on costs money. There's a copy machine, water, you know, stuff you have to do each month, right? So it makes you feel more like a business owner. And then you also have people that can come meet you here. You know, then you have people that come in to do their work where people aren't coming into your house to do their work. <laughs> They're just not. But they will come into an office. So it legitimizes right. your day to day. It legitimizes a place for you to actually go to and be productive. I think there's a psychology to it, um, maybe different for, diff for different people, but it's incredible how much ownership you start taking when you have an office. Now, you, out, you go out and do senior sales manager, and you come up with the title or the name FFL Bridge. What is it? What's, what's, what, why, why FFL Bridge? Where did that name come from for you? Yeah, it's, a, it's one of my favorite questions lately because it's one of the most real things that has happened to me in my life is how that name came to be. Hmm. So I went down to Florida for a meeting with some of those new managers I was I was working with, developing, Evan Burks, Ben Gavro, hmm. super awesome guys. So we go down to Florida for this, this meeting in, down in Boca, and Sean was talking about FFL being the vehicle. Man, you just got to get people in the vehicle, put their foot on the gas. And it just makes sense when you hear that. It really is. From, from a business standpoint, I, I've never seen – a vehicle like Family First Life. It's, it's incredible, right? right? 
<clears throat> and I'm all this time I had just gotten, you know, to the point where it was time for me to come up with a name for, for my logo. And I'm thinking constantly like, okay, is it going to be that? Is it this? And I was just trying to come up with something, you know, easy to remember. And <laughs> I get on the plane and we're taken off from Florida. I'm headed back up to Richmond and I look out the window. I will never forget the moment. And I'm just looking down at cars driving across a bridge. It's just, I don't even know what bridge it was. Some bridge down in Florida somewhere, right? I'm up in the sky looking down at it. And I thought, man, that's it. The <laughs> idea, the idea that people are getting in that vehicle and they're expecting it to take them from point A to point B, but they will never get there if that bridge isn't there. Wow. They've got this giant, you know, vast, whether it's a body of water, or a canyon, whatever it is, you will not, no matter how fast that vehicle goes, wow. that bridge is going to get you there so much quicker. That's good. And so, of course, my next thought, I don't have Wi-Fi on the plane I'm on. So my next thought is like, man, I want, there's no way that name is available, man. FFL is growing so fast. There's so many. Think about the names that have already been taken. So I try to keep cool, Mark. I'm like, all right, don't get too excited, bro. You know, there's already going to be an FFL bridge. You know it. So, man, I, I like I distracted myself the whole flight, oh, trying not to think about man, it. I got crazy. to the airport. I remember coming out of the terminal, got out of everybody's way, sat down in one of the chairs right there, <laughs> pulled up my phone. I pulled up and I'm scrolling, you know, through all the A's, all the B's. And man, there's some weird ones, man. I'm looking at these words. I'm like, oh, yeah, bridge is gone. Bridge is gone. If this guy put this name, then bridge is definitely gone. Right. That's what I was thinking. I'm, I kid you not, man. It was like such a special moment. That's great. And I get there. I get there. And it wasn't there. I zoomed in. I'm like, what are people thinking, man? Sean says it all the time. FFL is the vehicle. We're the bridge. We bridge the gap to take an agent from point A to point B. And man, that was it. I sent the email out immediately. I mean, I sit right there in the airport. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home didn't matter i sent the email i'm like this is what i want like this is it and is of course fantastic. we got it approved and man i'm i am i'm super excited about that because that name really does mean something to me every time i see the logo like i get chills still like i'm so excited that that i get to be part of something so cool yeah that's awesome what an awesome story it says a lot about you as well just realizing that you know you are a vessel to be used to help people get from point a to point b as a bridge. And, um, I think that's pretty awesome, you know, but as you decided that you wanted to develop people and grow people, what were some things that you put in place to start recruiting at this level, to start developing people at this level, um, so that you could start seeing this kind of success? Cause you're, you're shooting right to VP and then an SVP right after that big things ahead. What are some things that are working for you? You know, I think meeting people where they're at is something that I had to come to terms with, meaning not everybody is coming in in the same place. Not everybody is trying to accomplish the same goals. Mm. I mean, I came in a little over a year ago thinking I was going to just do this a day or two a week part time. Um, had no idea where that was going to lead. I mean, can you imagine, you know, if Joe had initially been like, Hey, bro, you can't even consider doing this part-time. It's not going to work. You know, don't quit your day job, keep your other business. It's not just about me not coming in at that point. When I look at our, our agency and all of the agents and the families that we help and the agents that we help, none of that exists. If I don't come into this business part-time, that's why I don't turn anybody away. I say, look, it's going to be hard work. 
Okay. You're going to have, especially in the beginning, you're going to have some real challenges to overcome. But the big three, I say it every time a new agent comes in, work ethic, be coachable, mindset. Hmm. If you can do those three things, if you can guard your mindset, if you can be coachable and do the things we're going to tell you to do, because we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just need to click copy and paste. That's mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it. And then work ethic. You got to work. If you yeah. don't work. This business isn't going to work. Sure. It just isn't. You yeah. know? So um, that's, I think for me, meeting people where they're at and letting them know, if you can do these three things, if you can check these three boxes, you'll be successful here, whatever that looks like for you. No doubt. Now, you're you're starting to, you know, you went out there early, wrote 30, 40, helped 40 families a month. You scaled it down a little bit, helping 20 families a month, using that money as gasoline for your business while helping people. So what does it feel like seeing other people experience what you're experiencing or experience what you experienced and starting to see have googly eyes about their future for them and their families Mm, that that's a great question that's like my favorite thing in the world i think i i just told somebody recently that helping 10 families in a week for the first time i thought was like the coolest thing i was ever going to do having having agents call me sometimes through their tears telling me how excited they are that they just helped 10 families in a week for the first time Oh my gosh. Man. It's like I mean, a hundred times better feeling, man. It's like, it's just the best, man. I just literally want to, man, I love it. I, I want to, I literally want to just get up and jump around when I have those conversations because that to me is everything. You know, mm. I just had, uh, I just had an agent. She came in just a few months ago and she struggled super, super hard. Um, I just had her tell her story on our, on our team call today. And Man, her story is so crazy. But the bottom line is she told me, you know, with a broken up voice, she said, this business has meant so much to me and she's, and she's helping and she's helping so many people. And that's the thing. She said, the money's not even the main thing. Like helping people is my drive, you know, checking our bank account is just a bonus, you know, but um, that to me is what it's all about. When you can get other people to develop that heart for people and make it about others. It it just, it gets so much easier. You know, the money cannot be everything. If you sit in a home and on a, on a call and you're just thinking about commission, you know, it's, it's just not, there's other sales industries where that, that might work. You know, I was in sales for 15 years. That's not how it works here. You know, Mm -hmm. here it's gotta be about people. And if the heart for people is there, everything else is going to fall into place. That's that's what I learned. And now that's what I try my absolute best to convey to these new leaders that are coming into the business. Wow. That's awesome, man. Um, Take someone like this, you know, you're bringing these new agents in, you're giving them, you know, a platform, a system, training. What are some things you're doing to onboard new agents, make this business simple and help them understand the importance of activity and getting out there and helping families. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just telling one of one of our managers for Bridge, I was just telling him this this morning. I said, one of my biggest mistakes that I made early in this business was I was pouring so much of my time into the people that weren't putting in the effort, thinking that I was going to be able to like 
like wave a magic wand and do it for them. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd get on the phone and I'd spend all my time trying to develop people that didn't really want to be developed. Right. And I, I found myself wanting it for others more than they wanted it for themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking dozens of hours a week <laughs> on phone calls, text threads, <laughs> like I was just consumed with it. And it was so, it was so debilitating to do all that. And, and then people just still didn't, they didn't go to work. Mm-hmm. They weren't coachable. I, I would tell them, they would ask me, I would tell them exactly what to do. And and then they wouldn't do it and they didn't have the results and they were frustrated. And then, and then we're spinning our wheels. We do it all over again next week. Right, and sure. as soon as I realized that I need to be giving 80% of my time to the 20% of the people that are actually showing up to the team live dials. When we right. tell them to show up, they're buying the leads, they're making the phone calls, they're running the appointments, they're calling in every single home, especially those first 100 sits. Those are the people I started developing or I started um, uh giving all my time to. And when I started doing that, those people in turn became leaders and started doing that to their warm market, cold market that they were bringing into the business. So now don't get me wrong. The, the other 80%, we still love them. They're invited to every team call. They're invited to live dials. They're, they're part of the business like anybody else. But I stopped pouring my time into people who I could tell I was wanting success for them more than they wanted it for themselves. Mm. And I started giving all my time and energy to the people who were, who were in the right headspace, who were there with me. And that's where things started to turn. That's what started in January that I had kind of been beating my head against the wall for the months prior. That's where we had a momentum shift. And I think in terms of development, it's so simple. It's so mind numbingly simple. We don't need to complicate it. It's look, if you want to be successful here, you know, breaking down the things that work, here's the leads. Here's when we get on live dials. Here's your non-negotiable. Um, I don't give people a time of dialing. I give them an appointment goal. I think there's a, that's something else that I think was a big mind shift, mind shift for a lot of people. Hmm. Like, look, I'm not saying you need to get on live dials for 14 hour days. If that's what it takes, you do what it takes. Right. But set a goal, make it non-negotiable. You don't quit till you hit your goal. That's it. You know, some days it's going to be easier than others, but if you create that habit early, now you're developing a leader who's going to be able to copy and paste, teach somebody else how to do the same thing. Mm. Um, if that makes sense, it it's, it's more about develop. Yeah. Developing people, treating people as if you know what you're teaching them is what exactly they're going to be teaching your future agents that are on their team. Right. And I think starting those good habits early is super important because as we move down the line, as we, as our business grows and we go deeper into this thing, I want those good habits to be passed down yes, sir. from uh, generation to generation, yes, so to correct. speak. Yeah. hundred um, percent. When you think about, you know, agents out there, you know, they come in all varieties from all different walks of life in all different backgrounds, you know, and you were trying to send a parting shot. What would be something that you tell people, for, to maximize their time listening to this podcast and their ability to be able to go out and have repeated success? I think that I just told uh, a new agent this recently. I think believing in yourself is super important. Self-doubt. What I actually said is believing in yourself is as powerful as self-doubt is debilitating. Mm. And to me, that is the ticket. As, as long as it takes somebody to come in and have that self-belief 
and the belief in family first life and, and a belief in what we're doing for people, the sooner somebody gets to that point, the sooner they're going to have success. The longer that there's a disconnect and they don't believe in what we're doing, they don't believe in, in how much we're helping these clients or what Family First Life is doing for, for others and their families, or they wow. don't believe in what they're doing, they don't have a drive, a purpose, then they're going to always be in that that dream state, wondering why huh. it's not clicking. So <laughs> self-belief, so man. I think self-belief <laughs> is so important. <laughs> That's really good. That's so good. It's so good that I need, I, I want you to expound just a little bit. How do I get self-belief if I've been beaten, if I've been downtrodden, if I've been through the ringer, if I'm mired in debt, if my spouse doesn't believe in me, how do I get, how do I get that? What are some things that I may be able to do to get on the right track? So for someone like that, the big thing I'm going to say is, do you trust me? Okay, here's here's my track record. Here what here's what I've done. Okay. I haven't protected 50 families in a month before. There's people that that have. I'll send you to those people as soon as you do what I've done. But until you do what I've done, you're not ready for that yet. I can mm -hmm. at least get you to exactly what, what I've done because I know exactly what those steps were. Do you trust me enough to do what it's gonna take to get to that point? And if the conversation is, man, I don't know, I'm skeptical. I don't know if I don't really know much about FFL or I don't know, like if, if I believe what you're saying, then I'm going to say this relationship is, is just not going to work. This is not good. You need to go, go get your nine to five back and, and, you know, let somebody else write your paycheck for you. Cause you have to coming in the door, there has to be trust. You have to believe in what our cause is, what we're doing. Hmm. You have to believe in, in what, your, your upline, your coaches are, are telling you. Um, so important, man. If somebody doesn't have that and they're always bucking the system, it's they're going to be broken as long as they do that and they're going to put themselves out of business. But it all goes back to that self-belief. If you believe you are capable of doing this as long as... Man, when someone comes in, they're like, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm doing. I go, but, but if I give you the word tracks, if I tell you what leads to buy, if I tell you what time to get on the phone, what goal to set for yourself, not to quit till you hit that goal, make it non-negotiable. If you show up to that appointment and you call me, you get information and you call me, like, if, are you willing to do those things? Yes, absolutely. Are you willing to work harder than you've ever worked for anything in your whole life? Yes, absolutely. If I hand you a guitar right now, you've never played guitar. <laughs> I don't care how many videos you've watched of someone playing guitar, how much music you've listened to in your life, you're going to suck. Why would you think you come into a business that's this incredible, this impactful, and it not be any harder than playing a new instrument? Wow. I will show you how to play that instrument as quickly and effectively as possible, but do you trust me to be your teacher? Wow. Okay, then we're good. And if you don't, it's, it's, we're going to have a really hard time. That's awesome, dude. Dude, you're a stud. It's growing. FFL Bridge, Tyler May, man. Thank you so much for joining us, brother. You're doing yeah, great my things. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, I'm excited to see what the, the next three months holds for you and how fast you're growing, your team, and, and the way you're inspiring people. So thank you so much for joining us, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, everybody, keep listening. We love you. Thank you so much. Let's keep smashing records. Family First Life, let's grow. God bless. Thanks, Tyler.